Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as always, I always say this, we've got a great show for you today, because you know what? We do. we got Eric Burgett. He's a really awesome guy. He's going places, and I think you're going to like him. Eric, are you here? Yes. How y'all doing? We're doing good. I'm doing great. Thank y'all for having me. Thank you for being on the show today. Yep, you're our sixty second um interview for the year. That is great. I love that. <laughs> and and what's funny is when we started the show in January, we were only gonna do weekly, once a week. Yeah. Now we're doing daily. So go figure. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we love it. Stay, we gotta stay excited somehow, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So as we get started here, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, brief overview about you, and what what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in a little town called Latham, Illinois, a um, little 400-person farm town. Um, you know, grew up like many farm kids, you know, around tractors and um, we had cows for a little bit growing up, you know, we showed them in 4-H and, and everything. But, you know, my, my family mainly crop farms now, corn and soybeans, mm-hmm. and we run a greenhouse business. So we, you know, been doing a lot of different things in the agriculture and horticulture fields among owning a bar <laughs> um, and loving country music. So and that that's kind of how I got my start in a little town in, in Latham, Illinois. So. That's pretty cool. So, you know, they can't they can't claim you're not country. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see them try. No. <laughs> um, I love it, man. I, I grew up around country music and uh, listening mm-hmm. to it on the tractor with my dad. Um, and a lot of my, you know, a lot of my uh, songs that I wrote before moving to Nashville have been some of my stronger mm-hmm. songs, you know, showing my brand and, um, also connecting yeah. with other songwriters here in Nashville, um, sharing that, you know, experience I had growing up and, and, you know, uh, I'm thankful for a lot of songwriters here in Nashville for welcoming, welcoming me into their circle to, uh, help tell my story and, and, you yeah. know, tell the story about a little farm kid, you know, who, <laughs> who started learning piano and, um, uh, is making his way in Nashville. So, so, so since you, you know, how how long ago did you move to Nashville, and is it everything you dreamed of? I love, I've loved every single day I've lived here, man. Um, I moved here in 2012. Um, oh, wow. You know, I went to, I went to a small college uh, not far from my hometown. You know, I wanted to stay close to the farm, um, but mm-hmm. also I wanted to have a really good, you know, experience at a music school, and one of those you know, yeah. I'm I'm lucky to have gone to the school that I went to. The school's name is Milliken University, and um, had a really good music school. And I took lessons there back in high school, kind of as like a pre-college mm-hmm. deal. Um, and ended up going to college there. Graduated, moved to Nashville, oh, wow. and I had all this classical music training under my belt because I. One thing I forgot to mention, growing up, I I would listen to country music and then hop on the piano bench and take my classical piano lessons. Oh, wow. And then later on, I'd like <laughs> <laughs> – I 
try to play like Jerry Lee Lewis and Ronnie Millsap on the piano, and my teacher would be like, no, "You gotta, you gotta read what's on the page," <laughs> um, you know. And so I took all that knowledge that I had, and when once I moved to Nashville, I, you know, I actually got accepted to Belmont University to study piano at the graduate oh, wow. level. And I know it seems kind of, um, you know non-traditional to like for a country artist to like go to grad school for classical music but um it's it's honestly what's given me the most of my piano skills uh being able to play classically and and kind of trans help that you know allow that to translate into the country music world playing boogie woogie and stuff like that (laughs) yeah because you know all you're doing is building your foundation you know the more knowledge you get within the music arena even if it is classical the more foundation you have as you grow Absolutely, man. I don't think you can ever have um, too too much knowledge in one area. And you know, someone's someone else is always going to know something you don't. And you know, meeting folks in that arena um, is is really going to help you shine. So um, I've been thankful for all those opportunities that I've had. So. so, what's something unusual about you that people would find interesting? And, well, and some people might not uh, find it interesting, but you know, just something unusual. <laughs> Yeah, um, honestly, I, I've never, um, I've never picked up my own dog's poop, honestly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) My wife usually does, not because I don't want to do it, it's just because she, like, always, she, I might be, like, walking our dog, and then she ends up Mm -hmm. picking it up. (laughs) Uh, so I mean, to be honest, that's that's something interesting that like other people might not know know about me. <laughs> you, know, oh, that's funny. You, you know, we got a cat that we've had for fifteen years, and I can't remember ever cleaning the litter pan. No, I don't funny? think you ever have. So, yeah, <laughs> same here. <laughs> I'm like, I know if I. I know if I don't do dishes or something, but like picking up my dog, like I was trying to think of something that I've actually never done. And yeah. my wife and I are always taking our dog on a walk, so we're always together when we're taking. I mean, I'm I'm right here by my mm-hmm. dog right now, and I'm petting her. She's like, "Yeah, you haven't." <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, it's it's funny the little things that. Been some of your musical influences growing up, and who are they now? Man, I've had several influences like in the piano world because I'm a piano player. Mm. Um, so I'll start with those because, um, you know, guys like Phil Vassar, you know, being an oh, amazing wow. songwriter, singer, piano player, mm-hmm. triple threat. He's he's awesome. Yeah. Man. Like, um, ever since I heard, uh, um, just another day in paradise. It's like, man, mm. that's oh, wow. amazing. Um, yes. Let's see what a uh, who uh, Ronnie Millsap, um, you know, Smoky Mountain Rain, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, The Killer, you know, Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> I, I remember hopping yeah. up on the piano bench and and <laughs> playing that song by ear, <laughs> just like jamming away. I think I broke a piano key honestly playing that song. Um, let's see who else. <laughs> later on, later on, it was. Uh, are you are you all familiar with Ben Fold? Oh yes, I am. Um, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, I, I love his, yep. 
Yeah, I love his energy at the piano um, and, and his mm-hmm. writing style. It's more poppy, but um, I think we can mm-hmm. take a little something from everybody. Um, and then oh, yeah. uh, I was a big fan of um, a lot of uh, um, Justin Moore uh, back in high school. I listened to a lot oh, of Justin yeah. Moore. Mm-hmm. He really wrote to my up, uh, upbringing and stuff. So, yeah, I, I draw you know, a lot up, of different You know, and up and, and up and coming – um, artist that's really good with the piano is Josh Christina. Okay, I'll have to check out. Oh yes, yeah. that's awesome. You know, he we interviewed him a while back, so he was you know you should check mm-hmm. him out. Yeah, he he gets on Facebook all the time, and him and his piano. Yeah, right. cool, very cool. Awesome, I'll have to check him out. I, I, is he is he based in Nashville? Um, I think so, but I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember if he was <laughs> I can't okay. we, we, yeah. we just and, and we just interviewed him about two or three weeks ago, so it wasn't long yeah, ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. That's right. All right. Cool. I'm, I mean, <clears> I've, I've come across the, quite a few piano you, you You don't ever forget a piano player slash artist slash songwriter <laughs> in Nashville. True. I haven't met many others, um, and so I wonder yeah. if I might have crossed paths with them. But um, that's really cool. You know, we um, we haven't, we're interviewing her on Friday, but a girl named um, McKaylin, she's from Canada and she's 17 years old, and she did a Facebook Live takeover on our New Country Buzz page um, yesterday, mm-hmm. and just her and the piano. And I tell you what, it was awesome. Oh, great! Oh, she great. was really good. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we love the piano. Well, yes. I appreciate y'all having me on the show and let me let me talk about talk about it because I, you know, piano. I grew up, like I said, doing classical training, and mm-hmm. um, I've if it, it, it like now if I try to if I put a guitar in front of me, I feel like I'm trying too hard. <laughs> you know, that, if that makes yeah. sense of, at all. Yeah. Um, I, oh wow. I know very little guitar, but nothing does it for me like the piano and and oh, i'm wow. able to really use it as a, an appendage of, of what i do and and um exert that energy that's, through my playing that's stuff. pretty that's pretty cool though because you know usually you think of country artists you think of the guitar not the piano so that that's interesting you know i love that though because again you want yeah. you want to find your path and you have absolutely absolutely yeah i mean that's the best advice anyone can ever give someone is, is, you know, if you are following your path and, and keep doing it because, you know, if that's what makes you comfortable, your comfortability is going to show through everything you do and, and yep. not hold you back. So. Yeah. I remember um, when we first started the show that <clears throat> the, the best advice I ever got was from a Nashville friend. I asked him, what, he, what advice would he give as we launch into this crazy hosting show here? <laughs> And he said, the only advice I would give, and I'm thinking, okay, why would you only give me one advice? <laughs> but it was a good one. <laughs> uh, but, it goes for, but, yeah. it, but it goes for artists or hosts. But he said, the only advice I would give you is just stay authentic. He said, because he knows that we look up to like Bobby Bones, Ty Bentley, and people like that, uh, because that's who we're trying to model a little bit. He says, you could tell every Ty Bentley joke. You could tell every Bobby Bones joke. You could even become them to a degree and create a fan base. He said, but the day's going to come when authentic Chris comes out. You can't, you won't be able to hide that. And when that right. day comes, 
if you did create a fan base, they will all leave you because they're attracted to the other Chris, not authentic Chris. Because if you start yep. from the mm-hmm. beginning just being authentic, the right audience will come. Absolutely, man. They, they're attracted to what you do, not what you don't do. It's crazy. It's, it's awesome yep. to hear those right. stories. And, and, yeah, really cool. So um, That's some really good advice there. That's great. That's great. So what drives you right now? Right now, um, I would say that, you know, if I'm speaking to what's going on in the world, um, mm-hmm. I am really – I'm all about positivity. And um, so the moments of um, – these moments, these these times we're in, I would say mm-hmm. I've been trying to find the most positive – things that I can that are coming out of the times that we're in. Um, so that, that's what yeah. I use for fuel for songwriting. Mm-hmm. And, awesome. um, you know, and, and I've been coming up with some song ideas. I usually just like write lyrics or like record them in my phone. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of them, I was looking back at some of them yesterday, listening back. And a lot of <laughs> them are, um, they're all positive. And I'm like, well, yeah. that ain't proof right there. <laughs> like I'm, I'm really trying to seek out that article in the newspaper about, the school bus driver who's driving around town delivering school lunches to people, those people who are out there delivering food for folks, like y'all were saying you're doing during these times, you know, and um, yes. people coming together to help people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it, you know, it's, it's funny. We, you know, even though we started doing daily with this show before all this happened, we're kind of glad we went daily because, I mean, there's so much going on out there right now that this show kind of gives us a chance to take a breather, something to look forward to. It does. <laughs> something positive yeah, that we y'all. can do. Yeah, I can tell you, it, it, you <clears throat> are giving me a breather right now. Just, I'm just sitting here <laughs> taking it all in and just um, talking to you all. So it's easy to be it's in the grind while you're that. cooped yep. up. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking, speaking of taking it all in, when you look back on your career so far, what are some, you know, two or three moments that you were like, wow, I got to do that? Let's see. I get a form of this question asked often. Um, I, I, I always go back to the moment. You'll see why I go here in a minute. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so I'm, kind of, I'm going to also revert back to, like, my growing up and, like, um, where I mm-hmm. came from and uh, – playing piano and having those idols such as Phil Vassar and um, those mm-hmm. guys, because that's yeah. what I grew up on. Well, the moment I stepped foot on stage to open up for my idol, Phil Vassar, oh, um, wow. that was December oh, wow. of, I believe it was like 2014, <laughs> maybe. Um, oh, wow. It was pretty cool. And, and it was just me and my piano. They had like a little catwalk that came off the stage, you know, um, mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. were surrounding like that whole area and I was on my little piano just acoustic opening up for Phil Vassar he had his band set up on stage and I was opening up for him front and center on the catwalk while people were just (laughs) crowded around me listening to my music and um I was like man this is this is awesome and so then I got to open up for him a couple years later um at an amphitheater so um it's been a cool cool journey there uh, but all the way to that moment, being able to open up for him the first time, I, it, it really told me that I'm trusting things, mm-hmm. I'm trusting the process, 
and yeah, I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, but I now say the other moment that I, process. Absolutely, you got to, you know, and I, I feel like less worry is better, mm-hmm. and just keep mm-hmm. doing what you're doing and to get to that next step. So, yep, that's right. And, and then you were going to say another one. Well, I was going to say the next, the the other moment that I had, um, mm-hmm. that where I felt exactly like that. It it was it was music related, but it was. Uh-huh. Um, it wasn't country music related. It was when I gave my senior recital, senior classical <laughs> piano recital at Milliken University. Um, I oh, literally wow. memorized an hour of classical piano music, and I spent, like, I don't know how much time to, to, to get to that point. And I was – I played this one song that um, really hit hit my emotions pretty hard, and it was it was a – piece that uh i still go back to till this day and it's called the sigh s-i-g-h um by a guy named franz Liszt, and it's just a beautiful piano piece and when when i played that i i I really got emotional and i was like man this piece took me forever to learn it has like hand crossings (laughs) um weird fingerings and like a lot of uh fast notes involved and Mm -hmm. i got lost in the moment it was great it was great that is that is awesome, and I always like to go there, and I always like to flip the script a little bit and go the other way. You know, we always talk about the highs, and most shows talk about the highs, but they never talk about the lows. But I think it's important um, that the people mm-hmm. hear the other side of this, and I think that's get, that gets watched out many times. So I'm going to tell a story on where I want this to go. <clears throat> Back in 2014, we interviewed – Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls when they were full-time with music at that time. And I asked her what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist. And she said, it's going to sound funny coming from somebody who's full-time. She goes, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, please go do that and keep, keep music as a hobby. She goes, the sacrifices we have to make, the struggles we go through, the balancing life, balancing everything – you know, if a death happens today and we've got a gig tonight, we have to wear that mask and be happy on stage. Even though we just went through, we don't get time to grieve. Sometimes we have to have birthdays in different cities. Um, we don't have a choice of the matter. And she said, so when you go, when, when you, once you go full time, even though it's still your passion, it becomes a job. And sometimes you don't want to do it, but you have to do it. She says, but mm-hmm. – if your heart won't allow you to do anything else outside of music, then you better go all in because you'll never make it anyway. Now, what do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. Man, I, I, I firmly believe that, like, you know, you know, what do they say? Like, um, you know, do what you love. And you'll never have to work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about, you know, pursuing your passion and, um, I, I I firmly believe that, you know, chase your dreams um, at all costs, but I feel like yep. family comes first. Um, mm-hmm. For me, God, family um, comes yep. first. And um, there's – I, I – that's all part of the artist. So, like, me being yeah. an artist and, you know, I want that to be a part of my career, and I want people to mm-hmm. see that about me. And so – if I have a show 
one night here, here in this big mm-hmm. city, whatever, and something happens back at home, and I have to go tend to the family, I have to go tend to the farm because there's a crisis going on. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go love my family right now, and yeah. hopefully my family understand mm-hmm. that and see that. that That's where sense. I come yeah. from with that. And because uh, it it all works together, and um, I I've been blessed so far, and having a wife that supports mm-hmm. my passions and, and dreams. And she and I have 11 years of history before we were married. So we're, you know, and we were just friends and um, <laughs> never dated until two years before we got engaged. So um, <laughs> I would say actually two years before we got married. Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, it, it, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that's like with Sandy and I, we, we actually didn't get us. We didn't even know each other. We we met online back in February second of '02, mm-hmm. and we talked on the phone for the first time February fourth. We set a wedding date on February eighteenth, and we met in person March fourth. So we actually set a wedding date before we ever met in person because she was in Kentucky and I was in Georgia. So we were meeting March fourth in order to see who mm-hmm. we're marrying. Yes. <laughs> wow. And we kept the same wedding day. And, so it, and the date that we set out. was October 5th of 2002. Mm-hmm. And even though it was eight months later, we still only spent 26 days, or I mean, less than 20 days together. Yeah, I think less than 15 days. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but, we had, but we had expensive phone bills back then because we didn't have all these cell phones back then. <laughs> back then, <laughs> too. Hey, man. Yeah. Be, I guess it beats traveling to one another. Hey. <laughs> that's the cheapest that's long right. distance I've heard of. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. That is so beautiful, y'all. That is really cool. <clears throat> we appreciate that. And, you know, and I'm glad to see that y'all been together for a while. And I, One thing I, 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 yeah. that we're learning as we're interviewing different people who are married, a lot of the artists and their spouses actually do this together. That, I'm not saying they sing together, of course, but, but their spouse has a part of the business, which we we have loved seeing that. Yes, we have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Amy and I actually met through music, so we have a special relationship oh, wow. there with, with music. Oh, and awesome. I met her, <laughs> I actually met her back in 2007, <coughs> I believe. Um, we were, it was in the fall of 2007, and I met her in an upstairs audition room for a musical oh, that wow. um, she was auditioning wow. for for college credit. I was auditioning for like a community theater part, like, um, <laughs> and I'm I'm glad that um, the college she was going to um, allowed mm-hmm. her to audition for a community production uh, for credit. That's because <laughs> I w- otherwise I wouldn't have met her when I did. And um, <laughs> wow. so anyway, that's that's how we met. And so she she kind of did the Los Angeles acting thing and was in a couple TV mm-hmm. shows out there. So she kind of gets the yeah. grueling process of the entertainment industry. And, um, you know, what we go through here in Nashville is, is pretty similar with being on the road and auditioning for this and that. And um, I'm blessed to have her and our dog, Nora, by my side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And, and you know, y- y'all had the music – foundation what's funny is a lot of people laugh about this but i always joke that sandy brainwashed me in all this music stuff because when we first met i was one of these people that were hard i mean 
I mean, I was all in with the whole self-help guru type stuff to where I listened to motivational type business audios 24-7. I didn't want to listen to music. I, was, I, I actually believed that if you were listening to music, you weren't serious about your business. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I marry Sandy, and she's 24-7 music. Well, that's not oh, going to yeah. work when I'm, 20, I'm 24-7 audio. She's 24-7 music. So we finally come to an agreement that we'll listen to 50% audio stuff and 50% music stuff. And here we are, 17 years later, all in with music. <laughs> That's great. I love yes. that, y'all. Compromising <laughs> at its finest. <laughs> um, uh, so we now kind no, of both get to do what we love. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, That's a true representation of that, like, you bring in some. You bring in the best out of the other person, and the other person bringing the best mm-hmm. out of you. That's cool. Yeah. Because I've always, I always believed that I would have a speaking platform, and she always wanted to be in the music business. So mm-hmm. I just didn't realize my speaking platform would be like a radio type show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it took us a while to find this path, but but we did find it. That's great. That's why. So, so what's awesome. been your so what's been your favorite venue to play at? Um, I'm thinking back to, um, man, this last year, um, I, let's see, back in March, it actually, it was actually like the last tour, the, the last run that I did before, you know, the whole quarantine happened. Um, mm-hmm. coolest place I've been mm-hmm. to, it was in San Diego, um, called Moonshine Beach, um, and it was really cool. It's a big – it's one of the largest country dance halls um, on the West Coast. And there are a few of those. There are a few. And, and like, yeah. uh, this one was down in Southern California, in San Diego. And they have Moonshine Beach and Moonshine Flats. And they're two, like, sister oh, wow. bars. They're, they're, like, two – they're owned by the same company. And the the staff just took so good care of – such good care of us, um, you know, that they had, like, the the line dancers up front of the stage dancing to all my songs and the the crowd was awesome and very uh, receptive and it was really cool so yeah moonshine beach and moonshine flat those venues have been really oh, wow. cool so far um, yeah and we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and play your song raised how's that sound thank y'all all right here we go just hang in there <laughs> all right buddy hey everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
on the well. Pine rows, gravel rows, fence line buzzing, love the sound of cricket lullabies. Till the sun comes back around, hammer in one hand, ham sandwich in the other. When it comes to all this corn, I'm just another shucker. Ray, on biscuits and gravy, that picture stays where the choir sings, oh, hallelujah. Ray, way off the interstate, with trackers and hay, hay, hay. I love the sunshine, love the rain, every day above the dirt, damn good day. That's how I was raised.
Ray, all <laughs> this gets like something <laughs> anthemic and yeah. we rolled with it and made the chorus fun and then kind of wrote, we wrote everything else around that to to really tell people, you know, every day you have on this earth is, is, is a damn good day and that's the motto yeah. right there. You know? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we had fun. Love we it. wrote but, that pretty quick too. Yeah. Uh, you know, and what's funny is <clears throat> when you study songs out there that are big hits, usually the artist will say, I wrote that thing quick. <laughs> yeah, true. man. I a mean, lot of cases that happen. We, we, we really truly, I, I believe if, if you're having fun um, with an idea mm-hmm. that everybody is, you know, excited about, um, I don't think you can go wrong there. Now, there are times like when you have to be really, um, it, it, you can you you can really make the songwriting process a grueling process, but it's yeah. all great in the mm-hmm. end because you know you're gonna come up with you're gonna come out with the best song set in the best way possible. Um, it's got to be easy mm-hmm. to listen to, easy to speak, um, all those good things. And the raised song, I mean, you have songs like that where they're upbeat, they're fun, <clears throat> and they didn't take very long to write, so. <laughs> you know, talking about writing and all that and different people, um, I like to also bring out the team of that's behind you. I, I think a, a lot of times when fans see the artists, they see the artists, and and even though they know better, they almost feel like, you know what, you're doing it all. But me and you both know that's not true. Without your team, from your PR companies to your you know, to your band, to the other people that make the, make your magic work, you can't do what you do, and that's get up on stage and have fun. So tell us a, a little bit about your team and the people that represent you. Yeah, man, uh, you, you said it straight on, man. Uh, an artist is nothing without a team. A team, you know, works for the artist. The artist works for the team, represents that team, and it's a very back-and-forth it's a very uh it's a it's a team effort all around and i'm i'm so lucky to have the circle of people i work with um and it's it's kind of funny cuz it's it's really 360 for me because you know my producer matt he actually grew up 40 minutes from my hometown in a little town called Sullivan Illinois um mm-hmm. and Although many years before I did, but uh, before I grew up in that same similar area, um, you know, he moved to Nashville and was, you know, hitting the ground running, producing, going on mm-hmm. tour with people, and um, you know, wound up producing "I Drive Your Truck" for Lee Bryce, and that was, you know, I think his largest hit today. And, and so he has a lot of history under his belt, uh, Matt does, right. and his wife is. She works promotions on our team, and they're mother, father to me. Um, it's amazing. And my, my day-to-day manager, Alex, who actually grew up in central Illinois, too, uh, he was a fraternity brother of mine back at, in our college days. And it, like I said, it's 360 for me. So I have this family around me. Uh, my wife and dog have this family around me. <laughs> uh, we talk to them every single day. Um, do you like this? Do you like this? Um, they asked me, mm-hmm. what do you think about this? Um, do you want to do this podcast interview next week? I'm like, heck yeah. Chris and Sandy sound cool. <laughs> I want to <laughs> you know, do that. You know, so 
um, <laughs> yeah, they they do a lot for me, and I mm-hmm. couldn't be happier to have them um, be a part of part of this thing that I'm doing. So that is really awesome, and because <clears throat> I think a lot of people miss the what really goes on behind closed doors with the artist. And another thing that kind of bothers me sometimes. You know, you see on pe- people on Facebook and other places where they talk about, you know, an artist just needs to go get a real job. And I always have to laugh a little bit because I'd be, I almost want to wring their necks on that one. I always tell people, no, don't tell an artist to get a real job. Not only, not only do they have a real job, but they actually have something better, a passion to live for. And just, and I think sometimes people who don't have a passion in their life want to put that on other people to not have a passion too. Mm-hmm. And it's a sad thing to see. Like um, I remember um, <clears throat> I've got a few friends that, that um, 15 years in their career, and I always like to tell this story because, it, again, it, this emphasizes that parents have to be careful how they push their child. But I've got friends of mine that say fit, that's 10, 15 years in their career, and they went to college and everything for this. And you sit down with them, and they're miserable. And you get to talking to them, well, what, what's miserable? I'm like, you've got this great life. You've got this great family. You've got this awesome career. And then uh, several will stop you and say, nah, the career is the problem. And I'm like, but you went to school for that career. They said, no, I went to school for my parents. My parents pushed me to this career. I don't. So they've hated this career since day one. But because they're trying to live up to their parents' standard or even a friend's standard, other people's standards. That now they've wore a mask for 10, 15 years, and they are completely miserable. And that's why I wish people would understand, especially a creative person, if you take that passion away from them, you destroy them. Yes. I Man, I I firmly believe that. I It's like um, I have to do music. Like it, it's mm-hmm. in my blood, it's in my heart, it's in my soul, and um, I am nothing without music. <laughs> um, as I mentioned earlier, with kind of like when I was talking about having to maybe turn down a show here because you know I mm-hmm. have family issues or something happened in the family, yeah. I got to go tend to mm-hmm. on the farm or something. You know, it's like as long as you keep those core values in your life. Mm-hmm. God, family um and the music is the ground for me like they that's what stabilizes that's what um everything i do feeds into that funnel of music for me and if music Mm -hmm. wasn't there i just i don't know what i would do Uh, everything just works together for me and um yeah i i my best advice you know to I was speaking at a youth conference like a couple mm-hmm. uh, years ago, and I remember giving that piece of advice where, like, you know, do what you love and mm-hmm. you'll always be happy. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it, it's along that under, underlying theme where, you know, do do be you and nothing but you and you'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you can always – you can do things to, to please other people. Like if maybe your mom says – you know, I want you to kind of go on this career path. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I, 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 I it's <laughs> tough for me to hear those stories because I was and, never. And you know, 
and you no, know something ahead. about what you're saying there, and you know what you're saying there, you know, talking about you only know music because, you know, I, I've already done it, quit, and done it again, and, and let me tell you why I mean that. We launched New Country Buzz back in 2014, and mm-hmm. um, in fact, in 2015, February 2015, we actually interviewed Kelsey Ballerini, which was pretty cool, before everybody knew who she really was. Really cool, y'all. Awesome. And, and, um, but by the end of 2015, for personal reasons, we shut everything down. But it ate me up alive. I really felt like we're supposed to do this, but we shut it down. So every – and I mean I, I tried to push myself so far away from music at that point that I even let go of the domain New Country Buzz. <clears throat> and every six months I would look at GoDaddy. Up, oh, nope, nobody's bought it. Six months later, up, oh, nope, nobody's bought it. It would every now and then it would pop in my head about the New Country Buzz, and I would look up and nope, nobody's bought it. So by the October of 2018, I told Sandy, I was like, you know what? This is eating me alive. I feel like we had something special with what we were doing. I think we need to relaunch and finish what we started. And she's like, again, she's always supported me in whatever decision we make. And she's like, let's do it. And we had no, and I had no idea then that we'd, we'd end up doing the Christmas Sandy show. We've got a bigger vision than we ever had and all that. But again, I get it when people say that all they can do is music and they can't imagine life without it. I can already imagine life without this because I've done it. <laughs> we quit <laughs> for three years. Yeah. And it just, and it about destroyed my heart process, and I, I just I, it finally got to the point to where I'm like, you know what? Because I'm at the point to where we don't know if this show is going to ever make a big big like a Bobby Bones or a Ty Bentley, and but I'm like, you know what? I would rather go to the end of my road and know I gave it my all than to always wonder what if. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think that's <clears throat> that's that's the true testament of like of of what we talked about and and you know who are you without the music versus who are you mm-hmm. with it and man it's it's very tough for me to think back what if i never pursued music the way i've been pursuing it now i could have done <laughs> some things differently we all could yeah but yeah. you know yeah. i you always follow your heart your gut um there's always a visceral feeling it's it's kind of like um, I don't know. It's it's a very sixth sense type thing. It's like you feel it, mm-hmm. like what it, how it yeah. needs to be, mm-hmm. how it should be, and that's how it needs to be. And so chase the music, chase what you're doing. And I'm I'm glad that that domain name was never taken. So that's a sign right there, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Because yeah. if it would have been taken, I probably wouldn't have relaunched. Oh uh, yeah, probably, probably not. Like, uh, uh, I totally feel uh, you there. I'm I'm the same way with song titles uh, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, but on top of that, and you know what's funny? On top of that, last year, I was um, you know, our our main tagline is news, reviews, and interviews of rising country stars, and I got to thinking, man, so, you know, because I was wondering if I should change my tagline to the rising country stars because I was like, I was like, somebody could undercut that term and make a domain and run something big with it. And it kind of undercuts what I'm trying to do. So I looked, mm-hmm. you know, so I went to go see who, who owns risingcountrystars.com. And I was like, Oh, nobody. Guess what? I own it now. <laughs> <There you laughs> <go>. <laughs> and, 
And um, I was really stunned that nobody ever bought that. Now, we've got a future plan for that down the road, um, but for mm-hmm. that domain. But, again, that's one of the things where you go to GoDaddy and you look up a domain and you're like, are people crazy? How can that, how can that be available in this day and time? Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah, it's that's crazy. I I really think um, I think highly of y'all and what you're doing, and and you know I appreciate you having me on your show. Um, like you said, you interviewed Kelsey Ballerini a few years ago, and and it's really cool to hear those stories that like you all kind of knew her before anyone else did, and yeah, because it was because it was 2015 in February, and it was kind of an accident thing. We didn't actually know where to see like with a lot of people like you and other people that's coming on our show, we're kind of getting to know and all that. We ran we ran our mm-hmm. interviews a little different back then. I mean, I think a lot of why I quit it was because back then I would do a 30, 40-minute interview, and then I would transcribe the whole thing and then put, post it out there. And, you know, when you're not making money from a venture Ooh, a that you think one day will, and yeah. – mm-hmm. and, and, I mean, that's like, oh, it was killing me. I mean, I don't. I, I was like so far behind, uh, and oh, you know, that I mean, and, was, but you know, yeah, and, a lot. but Kelsey, but Kelsey, what happened with her was I was on Twitter, and I just out the blue just tweeted to her, said, "Hey, we'd love to have you on the New Country Buzz and interview you," and apparently her PR person said, "Let's do it." Like, oh, oh my God, she's because. <laughs> 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 Because at that time she had like a top thirty. I mean, she wasn't big like she is now, of course, but she had a top thirty. I think it was. I think her first single just moved in either number twenty ninth spot or twenty eighth somewhere in there. So she was really up and coming at that point, and um, we did that, and it was just like a wham bam, and over. So it was not, It really wasn't. So I don't. She probably don't even remember who we are at this point. I mean. Now the show, the way we do our shows now, because we um, have a conversation with people, I guarantee you, most people, if they ever get big, they'll remember who we are. <laughs> yeah, you remember, you remember how people made you feel when you talked to them, and it's it feels mm-hmm. feels pretty at home right now, folks. So, well, that's the, uh, we that's the way we that. that's, that's the goal. way we like it. And, you know, we're yeah. like you. We believe in family, God, family first and all that. Oh, and because yeah. of that, our little eight-year-old, we always put – he likes to ask one question. So he's going to jump on here and ask you a question. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <clears throat> Sandy's getting him on now. All right. Here is Christopher. Hey, Hi, Christopher. Eric, what's How's your favorite going, food? My favorite food? Man, it's a tough choice between pizza <laughs> And hot chicken because I live in Nashville. I love the hot chicken, but um, can't go wrong with pizza, especially during this what we call quarantine, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so what's yours, though, Chris? Uh, pizza. All right, we're 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 two peas in a pod, man. Two pizzas, two pizzas in a pod. <laughs> yes, okay, bye. <laughs> See ya. He he he, he, yeah, he, he comes, comes he goes and goes. Quick. <laughs> Even though it's oh, quick, loves it, he 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 gets upset if if like there have been times where <clears throat> at the last minute a artist had to like make a quick run and we're like okay that's that's yeah. fine we got enough here and um uh-huh, we so he, we didn't get to his question 
<laughs> and he got and he and pouts a like, little no, bit. That's my question. Uh, he, so he loves to be part of it. We're gonna have to start a scoreboard. Be like, okay, we didn't get a question in. Yep. Now we'll give you two for the next one. And and one of the ones that we had that we did um, that she didn't get a question in was uh, that this this person I won't say who because people know who she is. No. But the but um, this person ghosted us in the middle of the interview. Completely. First time that's ever is. happened. We we were shocked. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. We we were halfway at, we were halfway through and you know again yeah. if you're gonna ghost us at least don't we show were playing right. Mm-hmm. right. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean don't, don't, don't on their part because they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yes. And, but but you know what we laugh about it because even then we laughed about it. Because you know what? Yeah. It's, it's one of them. It's one of them battle wounds I get to tell. That's Absolutely, true. and they we'll make you stronger because of it. You know. That's right. <laughs> so, if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? I'll say Billy Joel. I want to write with Billy Joel. Oh wow! Um, oh yes, because he is one of my idols. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Piano Man still remains one of my favorite mm-hmm. tunes to ever play in a in a dive bar <laughs> and play my own country <laughs> version of it. Um, oh, wow. I would love to rock Billy Joel because he is an awesome piano player. Um, I love his way of writing and mm-hmm. his sort of old school thought. And yeah. um, I feel like we would I feel like we'd get along pretty pretty dang well. <laughs> That's cool. What would you want to write about with them? Oh man, I'd I'd love to write about like a, a small town kid making his moves in the big city. Um, <laughs> yeah, because Billy Joel has that big like that New York um, mm-hmm. mentality to you know. Um, yeah, and I I really think that sort of like mental uh, imagery, like moving to the big city contrast mm-hmm. well with with my growing up in the small town um yeah i don't know i always go back to one of his love songs too because like she's got away she's got away mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i don't know what it is but um <laughs> and let's see what's another one scenes from an italian restaurant mm-hmm. uh that's a cool one but the main the, the reason i say that is because my wife is from chicago big city girl mm-hmm. and I'm from a small town and so she and I you know we we bring out things in each other that we might not have normally done had had yeah. you know we not been having not been connected like I love Chicago pizza mm-hmm. because of her and I never tried it until I met <laughs> her really um let's see she's ne- she had never been on a tractor and she probably I don't know she may have ridden on a tractor if she hadn't met me but um I, she, I was her first tractor ride so <laughs> oh that's um, so cool you know so I think with Billy Joel being in the city mindset and my being in my country mm-hmm. mindset we could write a pretty dang good um song <laughs> relating to those kind of aspects and and getting it out into the world so so if you were sitting down right now with Billy Joel what would be your first question to him I would I would like to ask him 
just because I'm kind of I'm always interested in this. Like, what was <laughs> the first piano you ever played on? Brand, oh, yeah. style, oh, yeah. number of keys. You know, I because that tells you a lot about like everyone remembers their first something, and yeah, because piano is such a mm-hmm. passion of mine. I, I mean, I just know that he would remember the very first piano he ever played on. And my <laughs> first piano was a 36 key Yamaha synthesizer with a bunch of little colorful buttons. You could press this button here yeah, and it'd yeah. play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And, you know, some people have the keyboards that light up nowadays. Uh, their mm-hmm. very first piano telling them what key to press. Mm-hmm. And and I, what I would do is listen to him speak that. Um, I, I would listen to him respond to my question and the way he says answers the question tells you everything mm-hmm. you know I, I yeah yeah you know talking about first i can remember our first very first interview we did which happened to be with allison Steele back in 2014 mm-hmm. really cool because because what we were doing is is um sandy likes to write lyrics and stuff but we don't do music yet so i one day i was like you know what you've always followed my dream let's follow yours so it's like let's so we started writing together a lot, and we wrote like 300 sets of lyrics in one year. But I knew that if we ever had a chance to get anything ever heard, we need to, you know, have a co-writer that can do music side. You know, <laughs> so I started mm-hmm. connecting with a lot of up-and-coming artists because let's face it, you're not going to do that with a big artist. You're going to have to do it with someone who's not known yet. So I can't, you know, I came up with this crazy idea. I started connecting with a lot of these artists, and then that's what really. That's what really started my love of country music of the rising artists because, like, man, these people have hearts. These people are awesome, you know, as we get to know some of these people. And and then I remember I posted on Facebook back in 2014 that we're launching New Country Buzz, which was a different name at the, back then. And, um, I, and I said that we're looking for artists to interview, and we're looking for who could be our first. And I remember Allison Steele made a comment on that. She goes, what do you need? I, I got your back. And, and, you know, and I think they just, they just came off the – her and her daughter just, with the two still girls, they just came off the voice and all that. So that was pretty cool back then to have someone that, that just come off the voice not long before that uh, to be oh, our yeah. very first inter- interview. The tr- trust Absolutely. us. I will always uh, remember that. <clears throat> That's really cool. Yeah, so, I love those stories. I love those stories. <laughs> I remember. I, I I still remember the first, um, you know, the first kind of like big publisher meeting I got in Nashville. You know, mm-hmm. you always hit these oh, milestones wow. and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> preparation meets opportunity, right? Like you put in the hard work, mm-hmm. you put in the, you know, the thought approach of like how to do something, and and y'all took that approach of like starting this thing, and then, you know, lo and behold. Mm-hmm that opportunity came for y'all to, to have that interview and stuff. And, um, my first, um, interview for a publisher. I mean, I remember that <laughs> because I had gone through like a year or two of, in Nashville writing and mm-hmm. going to workshops and, um, it, it, it's great. It's all great energy. That's, that's really awesome. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question and I'll explain why, I'm asking it this way. I always say it this way because I like it this way. Um, but if you had a magic wand and anything you're about to say would for sure come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it this way is that I have a specific reason for this. Um, I, I want artists to see the big picture. I don't want them to think small 
real deep-rooted meaning out of this because we asked that same question this past February made five years to Kelsey Ballerini. And I asked that same question, where do you want to be in five years? So this past February, we looked up and we realized, oh, we just we asked Kelsey that question. And I, so she's living almost to the T of what she told us back then. So I always like to bring up that story because I want people to realize, you know what, it can happen. So if it could happen, where would you be? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> five years from now, I would have loved to just step off my um, first headlining tour um, after having done a few years of opening act slots on some big tours. Um, and I would I would have loved I would love to in five years um, have a top charting tune that allows me to have that headlining tour. Um, A Mm -hmm. tune that, you know, whatever is, you know, whatever the country's dealing with at that time, I hope that tune really, Mm -hmm. really speaks to them 100%. And I hope that that's the reason why I'm on that tour um, because of that song that speaks to people universally and, and, I firmly believe that, you know, if I, if I continue down the road, I've been going down the last couple of years and building the relationships that I've built and talking to people like y'all who, who are interested in, in, you know, the up and comers and just multiplying the team I have by, you know, a hundred, I think it's going to be awesome. (laughs) So yeah, I I hope hope to be uh, ending my first arena tour, hopefully first of many. Um, to <laughs> so it's, let's say you had a friend played say five or ten shows maybe 20 they, they haven't done a whole lot and you've heard them they ha- you feel like they do have something special they have a great tone of voice they got something and they come to you and they say you know what I've got on that stage and I've got that stage bug because every artist tells us when you get on that stage it's just stage bug that just hits them where you just know and they say you know what I feel like I'm, in, I'm supposed to do this what advice would you give that person over the next two three four years that will help guide them I would say you know never don't ever let something take the fun out of that mm. you know whatever it is like whether it's Maybe you have somebody, like a friend in your life, that that's sort of needs to be talked to. Maybe, maybe they're kind of getting in your way. Or maybe you have someone on your team that, you know, isn't quite getting the, you know, where you're heading to. You know, don't let mm-hmm. anything get in the way of you loving that exact emotion that you have on that stage. The minute the fun is gone, the, the you know, then it's it's not – it's not yeah. what it should be, you know. So always keep that. that stage bug emotion like harnessed. Let that be fire. Let that be what drives you to go in the writing room that next morning, whether it's a six a.m. write because one of the other writers has to do six a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, versus a ten a.m. write. Uh, you know, like yeah. let 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 that exact emotion that you feel every time you go on that stage. Let that be your driving mm-hmm. factor behind right. everything that's gonna allow that opportunity to continue. So um, That is awesome. Always and we're fun. down to our last two. 
And we're down to our last mm-hmm. two questions. The next, the next one is, um, what um, of the songs that you've written so far, what song has the most meaning to you and why? Yeah, so out of all the songs I've written, um, that's a toughie. Um, I'm going to – the one that popped in my head, I'm going to say the first, the song that popped in my head first, and that's Pass It On. I wrote a song called Pass It On, um, wrote it with two of my buddies. They both have the same name, Justin and Justin. Um, I'll refer to them as Clag and Butchery because that's their last names. <laughs> Uh, I wrote this song with them. Uh, we were hanging out in the back yard of my buddy Butchery's mm-hmm. house. Uh, he had he had just gotten a house up in uh, Goodlettsville, Tennessee, and mm-hmm. had this like nice this writing space in the shed behind his house. And I'm kind of going in depth about this because it, it's also a part of the why, reason why yeah. it's like one of my favorite songs I've written because of the experience. Um, we were. It was a late night. Clag had brought some moonshine from like <laughs> West Virginia, where he's from. Um, you know, we were just having a good time, just us three dudes. And Clag was searching through some song ideas that he had mm-hmm. written down in his phone. And he said one of the titles, uh, and it was "Pass It On." And the reason <laughs> why that title hit me just right in the heart is because it's one of my favorite hymns out of the United Methodist hymnal from my church growing up. Oh, wow. And uh, the the whole idea behind that hymn is it only takes a spark to get a fire going. And then soon all those around will warm up and it's glowing <laughs> and stuff. And we, we were like, okay, that's definitely a big theme. That's got to be part of this song. And next mm-hmm. up, okay, how are we going to write it? How are we going to approach this from the perspective of, us three dudes who grew up in, in the country, who grew up on farms. Um, well, we talk, we immediately came to the idea of passing on the farm to the next generation, mm-hmm. passing it down the family, you know? And so it, it didn't take long for that song to get, get started. I came up with this piano riff and then mm-hmm. we started the song out with, um, I'm a no, sir, a yes, ma'am, a hold that door for the girl <laughs> kind of man. And just, like, ideas and, and things that we mm-hmm. want to pass on to the to the next generation, things that are important to this country, like oh, like wow. being patriotic, you know, um, you know, putting the hat to your chest during the Pledge of Allegiance, holding the door for a woman. And um, yeah. the, the, whole, the hook of the chorus is um, you'll see my last name on this farm when I'm long gone. Um, I'll be the one to pass it on kind of thing. And it's not just yeah. the farm, but it's all those ideas yeah. behind yeah. the farm that made you who you are. And that, <clears throat> Yeah. So it, I just love the experience of writing that with two really good dudes, good friends of mine. And um, that's probably by far my favorite song I've written here in Nashville. So Love that story. Really love that story. Because that's what, you know, that's what music's all about, the story. And the story behind the music. I just, yeah. you know, I, I love this show because you learn so much about these different artists. And, and when, we, when we launched the Chris and Sandy show, I remember telling Sandy, how can we be different than everybody out there? And, of course, we're married, so I don't know of too many shows that a married couple run together. Um, there are a few, but not many. Um, but I wanted something unique. And I remember looking out there, and 
try looking at different hosts and and again each of the different hosts i would never put down they're doing what they do at the level they do it the best that they can because and they're doing it in their own way and that's awesome i applaud that but what i saw missing was now granted you have this for the bigger artists but you don't have it for the smaller artists you know but what i saw missing was shows that would last long enough to get some parts of the story of the artist. Because I did you know, yeah, it's great to hear about music, but I want to, I want to know mm-hmm. you, the artist, more than anything. And I didn't see any shows that really, because again, you can only do, but I mean, if somebody gives you 20 minutes, there's only but so much you can do, <laughs> you, you know, you, you know, where, but that's why we always said, you know what, we give people an hour and in fact, I even block off 90 minutes because you just never know. I mean, there are times where it's just flowing and we're like 60 minutes in and I'm like, oh God, I even, I'm not even halfway done. Like, uh oh. But we wanted to give a platform to artists like you to say, you know what? I can come on here mm-hmm. and, and be family. And it's just a couple people talking like they're friends and the world can hear. That's kind of what I was trying to go for. Well, that's that's amazing because that's exactly how I felt, man. Just being at home and talking to y'all, I, and I feel like I, you know, I could tell y'all anything, and I sure sure took some different paths that I didn't think I would take during this podcast interview. So I appreciate y'all allowing me to share those those moments with you. Okay, we're down to our last question. What is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they never do? Hmm. See, we've built our show around this question. Let's see. Um, uh, a question that I wish that you y'all wish people would, would ask. ask. Wish uh, not just host y'all, anybody. Yeah, yeah, just hosts in general. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, as an artist, I'm sure you're like, you know what, that's a great interview, but I wish we would have talked about this, but it never went there. You know, something like that where – because, again, our whole goal with this show is to help you connect with the audience. And the better we get at that, the better we are as hosts. Totally. Um, well, we've talked an awful lot about music during this podcast, but we also, we've, we've talked about other things besides music, like what are important to mm-hmm. me, but I wish, um, I wish folks, you know, would, you know, in a sense, like, um, not only be interested in just the song and just, you know, yeah. the music that the artist is representing, yeah. but, but who is that artist off stage? Who is that artist yeah. in the kitchen? Who is that artist, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> In the morning, whenever you know, there's more to, there's more than a uh, than a stage. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I hope we've and done for that. me. Yeah. No. Absolutely, y'all. That's. I think that's. You stopped <laughs> me dead in my tracks thinking about that question that y'all asked. Because really, we <laughs> talked about everything. But you know, one thing I didn't mention was I do love cooking. I do love cooking, but I yeah. did say oh, one wow. of my favorite things is you know pizza and hot chicken. But um, <laughs> my wife and I. We love to cook, and I've been doing this thing on YouTube called Cook It with Burgett, 
and it's kind of like a little TV <laughs> show I do every Thursday <laughs> where mm-hmm. I oh, incorporate cool. my beer of choice, my which is Bushlight. I incorporate <laughs> um, <laughs> beer into my recipes, and whether it's like a beer-battered chicken or beer-battered fish or hush puppies or something, mm-hmm. it's just something fun I love to do. And my wife and I yeah. took a lot. Um, sorry if you just heard my dog snore in the background. I think she's just chilling our here and hanging with Daddy. While I go, so. <laughs> yes, our cat's trying to meow uh, the whole time. And <laughs> there funny. she goes again. It's funny. But good good <laughs> conversation usually happens over good food. And I think that's <laughs> yep. one yeah. of my wife's and my favorite things to do is have, you know, cook and be blessed to do that. That's really awesome. I love that. That is so awesome. Now, it's self-promotion time. Tell everybody how they can reach you. Absolutely. Y'all can reach me, um, ericburgett.com. You can find everything there. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter under Eric Burgett Music. Um, I'm always posting things on my YouTube channel, trying to uh, reach a wider audience that way. So if y'all would, help me out. Share my channel. Subscribe. and um, Yeah, ericburgett.com first and foremost. So. And I'm on iTunes you know, we, and Apple Music and Spotify and all that <laughs> stuff, too. So. <laughs> well, we loved having you on today. It was a blast. Well, thank you all. Thank you all. It's great to hear y'all's story and um, feel at home, like I said. So I look forward to connecting with y'all. I think we got, like, a Facebook Live coming up, don't we? Or something? Mm, not sure maybe, if we set maybe that up, not. but we can. If we have a yeah, we can set that up. <laughs> yeah, and we try to have an artist every day on our page doing those. So we'll we'll get that set up. A little Facebook takeover. Absolutely. Yes. Just let me know. I'm happy to happy to do what I can for y'all, and I thank you for having me. So. All right, we appreciate oh, it. We look forward time. to having you back on down the road. All right. Thank you, Chris and Sandy. All right. See you okay. soon. Bye. 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 Hey, everyone. Hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you never know where the show is going to go, and we love it. You know, it's like we're like in a zone because we don't know where it's going to go. You know, I, I can guide it to a certain degree, but you keep, you know, you don't know how yeah, each artist is going to answer. Yeah, different every day. <laughs> and we love that. <laughs> and it's fun. That's what keeps six, it fun. <laughs> our 60-second interview, and they're never the same. So, again, go right. look him up, Eric Burgett. Go, you know, go check him out. You know, in this day and time, it's rough for artists because they're, with all the whole coronavirus and all that going on, they they make them make their money on their shows. Can't do shows now, so go help support them and all that. And again, tomorrow we'll have another great interview. Talk to you later.